lots of people this morning. Good morning, everybody. So happy to see you all. So thank you so much coming here this morning. So you ever had disappointments? <laughs> Do you? Everybody. So okay, good. Um, few days ago, um, I had the disappointments uh, in my mind. When we have disappointments, what is come after that? Sadness. What else? Anger. Yeah, that's a big one, right? When you have disappointment, definitely more than sadness, we feel angry. So um, that day, I had a little disappointment when I am thinking about my practice. I'm very honest today, okay? So maybe this experience will help you to understand this practice. I had a little disappointment. Can you believe being a monk almost 40 years now? And so still I have those disappointments. And so then I experience behind that disappointment, a little bit anger issue is coming. So I felt, then after that, I felt sad. So then I was thinking, I didn't do enough for my own spiritual journey. This is not enough. I had to do better. So always, whatever we are experiencing in life, we feel it is not enough. I know I'm always doing things, I'm always going, always helping, I'm taking care of myself, and I do most of everything. But still, I had the moment in my mind, I am not doing well. Because there are so many things to consider around that. So then I felt a little anger, sadness, all those other demons are, you know, working into my mind. But the good thing about my uh, acad academical studies and the knowledge I gained throughout the years being a monk and, uh, you know, studying kind of saved my life in that moment. Then I was thinking, no, if I feel I am failed, that's the best blessing I can have to gain something. If I see it, I am failed, no need to be negative about it, but I can get something beautiful after that. So then quickly I realize, because why I feel disappointed about myself, I am always trying to compare my practice. Always I try to compare my, my practice. Whatever people created, I call the conditions, human conditions. We all created who made the conditions. We all made some kind of condition. What are the conditions? Good is a one condition. Bad is another condition. Like is another condition. Dislike is another condition. All the conditions we call the human conditions. Your like and my like is totally different. Your happiness is my happiness is totally different. Why? According to your conditioned mind, it is always changing. Then I realize why I am disappointed today because of my conditioned mind. So then I realize even I am doing meditation next 40 years. I hope I will live. <laughs> if not, however years I am going to do, my next whatever years, I feel exactly disappointed day I am going to die. Then I realize, no, I am not going to do it. Then I realize I don't want to put my practice, whatever I call the practice, 
these conditions. I don't want to measure my practice those human conditions. Then I realize many people, including me and the people who practice around me, and people listen to me, people go in everyday life as a meditation practice, then I was thinking, we all are in the same human conditions. Now some people, the day I started the temple, you know, the 17 years ago, you know, people I met all those years, people who practice with me around the country, around the world, I can see still they are going through those pain and difficulties and challenges in their lives. Then some people I'm thinking, whatever I heard 17 years ago, still I hear the same story. So then I was thinking, they are doing their practice properly or something missing? So what people are doing as a practice now, whatever you heard from other people, whatever you read from a book, all those things you are comparing into your practice. Do you think those are right? <laughs> Who knows? Therefore, don't put your practice to those human conditions. I think that... The moment I realized that, I felt so free. Makes sense to everybody what I'm telling or confusing? What do you think? Does it make sense? So whatever the world, you know, I call the conventional, whatever con conventional, all the condition people created in this world, all, all of us, including me, don't put your practice those conditions. The practice, your true practice, beyond those conditions, human conditions. Your practice beyond the time. Time is what? What is the time? Time also condition. Who made that condition? <laughs> we all did it. Now people think, I have to practice every morning six o'clock. Every morning I had to do my practice 6 o'clock. If you cannot do your practice 6 o'clock, how do you feel 7 o'clock? <laughs> you feel, oh my God, I'm a terrible Buddhist. You know, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a terrible monk. And so, you know, I go to the Blue Lotus Temple so many years, I cannot get it. Don't get into that ditch. Don't get into that darkness. If you do that, I think that's the worst thing you are doing to yourself. It is really sad for me to see many people experience this. Many people come to me and telling my meditation practice month is still difficult, it still doesn't work, still hard. Why it is hard? Whatever you have a condition in your mind, what you call easy. <laughs> then you are comparing your practice, whatever you understand whatever you call easy, whatever comforting you. So therefore, your meditation practice don't put into like, don't put into the dislike, don't put into the happy, don't put into the unhappy, don't put into any extremes. If you put into those conditions, what will happen? You are in an extreme. In that moment, I was so happy, I want to jump up and down 
Yes, I got it. <laughs> More than I feel miserable about myself, I felt it is so good I get this message. So I was driving with this young man uh, called Nick Brown. <laughs> and, you know, always he's driving with me, you know, when I go to the classes. And we had a really great discussion about it. So I said, Nick, this is the problem. We put our practice into those conditions. So that means how we are going to do our practice now. My question, how we are going to do our practice? Still we have to use the condition words. Don't misunderstand that. So otherwise there's no way to communicate how we are going to do our practice now. Yes, okay. Just do it. <laughs> And, you know, just, you know, so when you sit and meditate, don't think, oh, after I do my 15-minute meditation, I will be enlightened. I will be so peaceful. I will be so happy. I will be great. I will be, you know, the uh, floating or something like that. Don't make those assumptions and the stories. Then what will happen? No. <laughs> Nothing happened. Then later, oh, my God. You know, now think about it. you come every morning, like, you know, Friday, five in the morning, right? To meditate at the temple. Now think about it. you all have some kind of commitment to your practice. Then what I realize, I'm very sorry today, I'm not going to make the commitment anymore. When I say commitment, there's another condition. So how am I going to practice? I was sitting and practice hours. I was doing the silent retreat hours and hours. I was being in the middle of the forest. I was in the meditation center top of the mountain without electricity and without... Con I did all those things in my life. Then I realized what the heck I did so many years and no benefit. Then what I did so many years... I'm so wonderful, I feel so great, I realize this. I did all those conditioned things to make myself happy, make other, you know, telling other people, look, I'm meditating. <laughs> look, I'm a monk. Look, I'm better than you. Look, I can do this. Look, I have patience more than you. I have kindness more than you. Then there is a name in front of my name, loving kindness monk. That's another condition. All are, all are our foolish decision in our life. But I'm telling you, to live in this society, we have to understand there are some conditions, otherwise we all are going crazy. So, these conditions are okay for us to survive and live in this world, but don't attach to them. Don't attach to them. So then I was thinking about the life of the Buddha. He was a prince. He had a very luxurious life. He, he Like, you know, when we are um, reading all the sutras about his life, he's a party boy. <laughs> when he was in the palace... He's actually, you know, even inside the palace, he had the nightclub. You know, in the modern world, when I see what the words we are using, he had that kind of lifestyle. He was in a one extreme. He was thinking, that is my ultimate happiness. Then what he did? He said, this doesn't work. 
This is too crazy. Then he left and live in the forest. He didn't eat. He almost dying. Self-denial. Six years. Then he was in another extreme. Another condition. Then finally he realized, I am so grateful to the Buddha, now I can see because of these conditions I am keep coming to the problem. So, Let's make it simple for you. I know it's too, too much for you. Make it simple. Don't make a big plan. Just be. Your meditation is when you are driving. Your meditation is when you are at work. One of my good friends, I can see her face right now, middle of me. And she's going through some difficult time at work. She called me. And she said... Bande, you know, I'm having a difficult time with my work, my boss, and they don't like because I gave little, uh, you know, that, you know, I didn't give a two weeks notice to leave the place because I don't like them. So finally, she called me and said, what can I do? Is it okay for me to leave? And I know, I can see she's here now. <laughs> and she's smiling and looking at me. That's great. And so I'm telling that story. It's a beautiful story. Then what I said to my good friend, how about more than leaving one week notice, use that other week to be there as your practice. Does make sense? How beautiful. That means one week in a retreat. So otherwise we are thinking our retreats are in 10 days in silent. My retreat is in the middle of the forest. My retreat in a temple. It is no. You can make your temple wherever you are. But what you have to do, you have to change your perspective about life, how you do things. I hope it's help. So what I am asking you, every day, every experience, every observation, you can think, this is my practice. Somebody is annoying in front of you. So then you can think, oh my God, annoying Buddha. <laughs> so more than thinking, this person is so annoying to me, you can see, Buddha is helping me today like annoying. There is an angry woman or angry man in front of you. You can say, there's an angry Buddha. <laughs> so that person coming to my life today with anger, teaching me, giving me the wisdom. You have all the opportunities in the world. Even no need to come to the Blue Lotus. Don't. I'm not asking to stop coming, but, <laughs> you know, it's your choice. I'm so happy to see you all, but you can make this temple middle of jewel, grocery store, when you are doing the groceries. When you are waiting in the grocery line, you can think, this is my meditation practice, my observation, my kindness, everything is there. Then what will happen when you come to that kind of mindset, you become, you go above. What is the analogy in the Buddhist teaching? You become a lotus flower. Lotus flower growing in mud and murky water, opening to the world, 
but lotus flower never touched the mud or water but still connected we have to connect to this junk world all the problem we have we are connected so we get the nutrition from that if you separate the lotus flower from water and mud lotus flower cannot survive so that means if you get exhausted and tired and you feel i want to run away from everything you know i want to live in a little island myself <laughs> how many times you feel you don't get it how about right now right here all this human condition can you go above this murky world i think this is the beautiful place beautiful place to live so always these days i try to be um, listen more and with awareness and less reactions just listen just hear just observe if if it is a emotional story you can recognize i know it is a sad story if it is a difficult angry, angry story you recognize it is angry story somebody life is you know injustice happen but in that moment you feel i want to save whole world but more than trying that first you have to observe your feeling otherwise you become a part of it so very simple today there is no such thing called doing meditation i think best thing is being in meditation you just being wherever you are whatever you do therefore don't meditate anymore <laughs> it makes sense to everybody don't do it just be with it so i had the two choices to make the moment i feel disappointment you know with my practice i felt horrible and terrible and get mad and angry then good thing about my whatever so far i did quickly address the problem then i thought i am not going to put my practice to these condition world matters it is unique it is different i am going to be myself i am not doing this practice to make other people happy i just do it for my own freedom and salvation any question any thoughts yes i know you are going to have a question <laughs> what, what you're saying is that um not to want anything from our practice or meditation but just to do it mm-hmm. not wanting is conditional so yes. you just don't want anything right yeah just you know again as i said when you come to that mindset there are no our communicational words to, you know to explain it it is beyond explanation with our our words are very powerful but when you come to this point that's another good thing i realize when we come to this kind of realization there is no word but i try my best to use those condition words to explain to you so if you get the flavor of it that's great today that's enough any any other thoughts or confuse <laughs> yes uh, i kind of like how it's using the four noble truths in a broader aspect 
So, you know, Tessa from the office got the message uh, other day. Bante, you, I know you are Saturday here. Please send me, a, you know, the title uh, to, you know, promote, you know, people are coming. So what I'm going to, you know, what, what you are going to talk. Usually I don't have any organized talks. And so then I said, why we suffer? That's the title. So my point today, when we are in those conditional state of mind, of course we are going to suffer. This makes sense? We are going to suffer another hundred years. That's why we are suffering. Actually, if you are going to read it, this become another condition. <laughs> okay? That's a great question. These kind of things, I'm telling you, you cannot find in a book. This truth, this wisdom, there is no reading level. This is the, your mental level, your realization. That's why I said, it is very difficult for me, even whatever I experience, very difficult for me to put into the words. So, try to get the test and make a more discovery, inner discovery. Where, you know, you can read lots of sutras, you can get the test, but understanding this truth is very challenging. So, this morning I was thinking, now, 2600 years later, we are talking about the Buddha's teaching. In the beginning, you know, it was an oral tradition. You know, the monks were memorizing all the teaching and keep bringing these teaching to the world. Who knows what happened? So, therefore, don't believe all the books what we have now. But still, there's a possibility for you to learn whatever already we have. Okay, so another teaching Buddha gave many years ago, he said one day my teaching going to dilute. You know why? This great teaching going to those, you know, the conditioned minds, then they are explaining this teaching from those conditioned minds, then teaching become conditioned too. That's what's happening now in the world. Therefore, listen to me, Listen to other people, read the book, don't believe it. <laughs> so, don't believe what I'm telling you today. But what I'm asking, go and make a research. You understand yourself, but I try to explain whatever I learn myself. Okay? That's good. Okay, all the little Buddhas are here. Come on. That's wonderful. Look at that.